Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. All sorts of great storylines to get in uh, there. And tomorrow, in fact, we're going to we're just going to open that thing wide open, kind of uh, kind of uh, break in, give you some betting advice if you're into that sort of thing, kind of give you some props on the games. I could <clears> – <throat> I think this coming Sunday in a lot of ways is just from a football fan standpoint, I, I get the, you know, the, the Super Bowl – you know, we all get together and you have a big party or whatever. I, that, that's fine. The spectacle of all that, it, it's great. There's no, you know, got no issue with it. It's what we do. Okay. It's what our country does. <clears throat> COVID. I, I guess we handle things a little differently. But anyway, for my money, this is a better day. Th- this coming Sunday, it just, it has everything. Everything's on the line. Teams getting into the Super Bowl. One of those teams is just a team that hasn't been there in forever, over 30 years, maybe more. You have to go back 40 years, whatever it is. Uh, the uh, the Bengals having a chance to go to the Super Bowl is is insanity. I, I don't even know if we're truly treating this thing as, as big as it is. In fact, Aaron... I, as I say that, do you do you find yourself your, your, yourself sometimes in uh, sports almost having to kind of like double check yourself? Like, is this is this really happening? Like, I mean, me waking up that day for Baylor to play in the national title game in Indy. Wait, is this happening? Is this really <laughs> happening? You know, and and I, I kind of feel that way when it comes. I mean, you you know, you've got the. The 49ers and even the Rams, to a certain extent, with they've they've had some trips and some success and what they had with in St. Louis uh, before they came uh, to Los Angeles, back to Los Angeles. I mean, there's some pedigree there, but uh, there, there's a there's a thing with the Bengals is that even as I'm talking about it, I'm kind of like, are we sure they're in it? I mean, does that sound right? But um, you know, my brain, Aaron, did you notice yesterday I was. I'm a little worried. I might go back and get this checked after my accident where I had the massive concussion. I Baseball stats that have been in my head forever. Yesterday I was a, a tad bit shaky on. I was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? What's going on here? But um, good, you know, thank goodness Lark called in. I felt like Lark was the voice of reason. He kind of calmed things down yesterday. <clears throat> Lark's just like, I did not, I did not expect Lark to be the, open the doors and let the cheaters in the Hall of Fame. Did you, Aaron, did that surprise you a little bit? It did, actually, yeah. I was, <laughs> I was, I expected him to have the exact opposite opinion, but um, his was pretty close to mine, so. I wish we could find, Aaron, some, uh, some old YouTube, a lark, doing Channel 10. Just to, can you, I mean, I, I, I can kind of hear his voice and think what it would have sounded like, but I'd kind of like to see, what a young lark 
And Lark still, I mean, it's not like he's turned into an old codger. Lark, Lark's a, still a man about town. And But uh, I just kind of, I'd kind of like for somebody to produce for me. In fact, John would be someone good to do that because John came up as the weekend man, I think, with Lark at Channel 10. So John might be able to get his hands on that. Now, John, it's kind of like sometimes you, you have a good laugh looking at people like when they were really young, like what they look like. J-Mo has had this boyish look since ever since I've known him. And then even when I've seen old pictures of him at Channel 10 or whatever, <laughs> when he was doing TV, that's kind of how he looked back then. Yeah, he I, just kind of has a boyish look about him, even now that he's, is he pushing 60? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. He might be. But he's, let's let's call him mid to late 50s. And I, he just has that. I mean, you know what I'm saying, Aaron? Kind of that all-American look is what is what J-Mo has. Absolutely. And I actually was talking about that with someone when I got back into radio. I was like, I spent 10 years out of radio bartending. I get back into radio, and I'm producing John's show, and he looks exactly the same as he did 10 years ago pretty much. It's a good, Aaron, you, good, you, good living. Yeah, I think it's clean living. Um, Probably, he's, yeah. He's made a good living, but um, I think I would say Morris, it, it, he might like, you know, if he's around his buddies and they're having some wine, he might sniff it a little bit, just kind of enjoy the aroma. But he's not a guy who's going to – I mean, he's just, he's just not a drinker. Um, and that, that, that's just John. It, people would be – if you walked into the Baylor Club or somewhere and saw John having a drink, you know, people would fall over. So John is, uh, I think John's probably like what my mom always told me. You're like, uh, Mom, they drank back in the Bible days and uh, things like that. You know what mom would say? She would say to me, uh, well, Matt, it's not good for your witness. Not good for your witness. I think John probably takes a little bit of that approach to a certain extent. But uh, anyway, I'm sure he would prefer I not <laughs> kind of explore <laughs> his uh, his tendencies in that area. It's the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside, as he always is. Good to have everybody with us. Uh, it's a Thursday. we got so many things to mention today. we got the uh, – we have the Schmaltz's trivia question coming up. Also want to uh, just th- take the opportunity to mention UBO, Business Services. That's Sean Hunt and his gang. And they, they're kind of in the business of streamlining the workplace. If you're someone who's like, oh, Lee, I'm – we got all this paper. What do we do with this payroll? What do we, they just go in and streamline services for you. And they, you're able to, and, and again, I'm not saying like you're, you're going to, we don't want you to lay people off. You just end up saving on a lot of different costs. And he, they streamline things. And that's UBO business services. And also they uh, copiers and all that kind of stuff. I mean, people still use copiers. I, I have a, I have a uh, printer right over here next to in my studio, and I'm constantly needing that. I saw a, a movie. What was I watching? Oh, I was re-watching uh, a TV show that's become very popular called Succession. And I kind of had to laugh because there was a scene last night where the, the father of character, Logan Roy, the, there's a story that's come out and hit the Internet, and it's, you know, something bad about the, a scandal in there, Bra- uh, Roy... Oh, Wavestar Roy, whatever they call their company. And he's demanding a 
paper copy of it. He, he, he does not want to see it on the Internet like everybody else. He's like, give me a paper copy. And they're like, two minutes, two minutes away, sir, two minutes away. And I remember um, doing radio for years with Randy Galloway, who was a famous guy up in the Metroplex. And Aaron, he, that was him, man. He, we, we needed, he had to be looking at all that stuff in his hand. You know, he had to have copies of all the stories. Like having, having on your phone or, or a laptop or whatever was just not enough. Um, or, uh, or iPad. He needed to have the paper copies of everything. I'm I would the imagine, same way. <laughs> you still are like that? Yes. Yeah. I bet. Uh, so when you're, when you're doing your campus confidential stories, are you working off printed paper? Yes. If there's a, a late breaking story, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll read it off my phone, but I try to avoid that. Um, I, I like to just have the paper. I like to have the stories printed out and, and the relevant portions highlighted. You're very official. You're very official <laughs> in how you do things. That's right. Um, but the reason we can make so many copies is because UBO actually handles all that for us at Eminem Broadcasting. They service our copiers, and they ended up saving us all kind of uh, all kinds of money. And, and Aaron, that's what led to them hiring you. Some of the savings that UBO was able to get. So I, that's a little known story, Aaron. But I thought I'd share that with you. That's good to hear. Shout out yeah. to them. Appreciate it. Shout out Sean Hunt, one of our. I've been, in fact, I've been looking at some old uh, tape of Waco, uh, Richfield, and back in the late seventies, Alfred Anderson, some of the greats. Sean Hunt sending me some of that stuff, so it's really been fun to watch. He was a. Uh, Sean Hunt was a, like a linebacker, fullback slash kicker, and then he and then he they uh, I think his senior year he spent over at. Uh, Oh, wait, what college station? Whatever the high school was there, and then became a you know became a big star there. I don't know. I'm making that part up. I don't know. He's never told me he was a star. Um, it is um, it is Mosley. It is Simcox. We've got a lot in store for you today. Let me kind of go over the the uh, what we've got coming up. 420. Uh, Alvin Brooks the third. It's a really good conversation. He's a he's a he comes from uh, coaching royalty. And he's a Baylor assistant, but he, he sheds a lot of light on Baylor's not only the recruiting, Keontae George landing him. We got him over Texas. <laughs> he didn't play that up, but I will. University of Texas wanted this guy badly, and Baylor said, no, nah, sorry, we're, we're going to take him. We're, we'd like to have Keontae George. Keontae George has just become a McDonald's All-American for the Bears. So we talked about that. And so uh, AB3, we like to call him. But uh, but he's going to be on with us, and and um, he's just a he's Albert uh, Alvin Brooks. I'll say Albert Brooks because he's a famous actor. But no, Alvin Brooks the third is who we're going to have on today at four twenty, and then five o'clock. Sarah Andrews, who has um, I'm telling you, these last four games, she's knocking it out of the park for Baylor. She's Baylor point guard. There have been times this year I'm like, wait. Sarah's just not really scoring much. When she's aggressive and she's shooting a three, she is electric. And Baylor needed her last night, and Sarah Andrews stepped right up to the plate and uh, and made it happen. And that, that game was getting away from them a little bit. In fact, they'd come all the way back. Bears had a 13-point halftime lead, and Tech just erased it immediately. And, and they got it to a two-point game. It was like 58, 56 or something. And Sarah comes with a, 
Aaron, I don't know if you were watching it when this happened. You uh, a lot of times you're having to kind of listen on the radio, but she put a she put a up and under move on the baseline reverse layup, and in the you know Tech is really good. They got some great players, but they they can't guard that. They can't guard Sarah Andrews. So Sarah's going to be on once at five o'clock. Now, right now, we need to do our weekly schmaltzes trivia question. This is two free sandwiches to my favorite sandwich shop in all of Central Texas, Schmaltz's. Been there since like the mid-70s. I mean, it's been there forever. Um, And they've got the locations now. Got downtown Waco and then out on Valley Mills. And uh, both those are really – I love the downtown one just because it's been there. That's the one I remember when I was at Baylor and all that. Uh, I love going there. But you get two free sandwiches, and I'll throw in a bag of chips. All right? I'm going to throw in a bag of chips with that. And, um, and, but you have to answer this trivia question Aaron's about to ask. Now, here's what you do. After Aaron asks the question, text in your answer to 254-662-1660. All right? That's not going to cost you anything. 254 662 1660 Schmaltz. All right, Aaron, go ahead with the uh, with our with our uh, trivia question for the day. All right, a few days ago, Kansas State post Ioka Lee scored 61 points to set a new national record. Obviously, if she set the national record, she also broke the old Big 12 record for points scored in a game. What was the previous record and who held it? Okay, Aaron, you want me? Can I? Can I just kind of? I won't give the answer away, but I'm I'm going to give just a. I'm going to try to guess it in a way. I won't give it away. Uh, again, if you know the answer is two five four six six two sixteen sixty, and I'm not googling this. Did she play for Baylor? Yes. Okay. All right. Is she tall? Like really tall. Yes. Okay. All right. I think I know. I think I know the answer. What I don't know off the top of my head is the amount of points. But I got to think it was, and now you've jogged my memory on a few other things. The The longtime Baylor scoring record um, was held by, for men, was held by Vinny, and he put, 50 on TCU one time in 1979, I think, either 78 or 79. Uh, so, Aaron, you and I would have been, you know, six or seven years or no. We have five, a winner. Five. Oh, we already have a winner. Okay. Aaron's yep. like, okay, Mosley, you can stop talking now. <laughs> um, Aaron, what uh, do we have a name that you can give, and what, what's the answer? What's the correct answer? JR is our winner. He receives two small sandwiches. Smallster Sandwiches, uh, for knowing that it was Brittany Griner who held the old record with 50 points. And before Lee scored 61, the top three individual scoring efforts on the Big 12 women's side were held by uh, Baylor Bears. Uh, Brittany Griner held the record with 50 points. The next two were both Odyssey Sims, 49 and 47 points. So, anyway, it was Brittany Griner with 50 points before Ioka Lee Scored 61 earlier this week. Now, I would say this. Ioka Lee is 
about six six. Some people call her six seven. So she's she's a, she's just difficult to deal with. But Nalissa could get forty five or fifty. I mean, she she could. Now the only thing is, I mean, this team's really becoming more balanced. So I, I think they would have to. It'd have to be one of those things where she had thirty five at the end of three, and then they decide just to let her go to town. But the problem is this conference is getting better, and uh, got some new coaches, some new blood, some uh, uh, excitement, uh, and you know I, I just don't think no one was able to challenge Kim in all those years. So in some ways, Nikki Collins' timing was awful because. Now, I mean, everybody's good all of a sudden. Like, there's not really – I was trying to think of, like, who's the – I mean, even Oklahoma State is okay. I mean, they're not great. But I, I don't – there's not really a down game. Kansas is kind of good. K-State has Ioka Lee. I mean, there's just no – I don't really see any gimmies in this conference. Um, so, anyway. And I'm not trying to make any statement on, you know, again, it, it, Baylor was dominant for a reason because they just were way, way better than everybody else. Um, I have no clue what the record would be if Kim had been here this year. Who knows? It, I mean, does it, it doesn't really matter at this point. I'll just say that's great that the Bears have, uh, have got on this run and, uh, and uh, they're, they're, they're doing some good things and – I think uh, I think they th- they've settled things down and they've realized hey we're we've, we've got pretty much the same main players plus some great transfers we might as well go out here and try to dominate and I think uh, I think they got a shot to do that all right uh, Matt Mosley show ESPN Central Texas Aaron Sexton alongside as always we talk to Alvin Brooks the third. Baylor men's basketball assistant as they get ready to take on Bama on Saturday. That's next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Cloudy skies for a while this evening, then clearing skies later on tonight. We'll drop to 35 degrees. Looking good tomorrow, mostly sunny skies, a little breezy. Highs top out at 56 degrees. And then on Saturday, mostly sunny skies. It's going to be much warmer and a high of 67. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, February 3rd, and hear from men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. 
Enjoy one-of-a-kind luxury and lounge at the Baylor Club, located in the heart of McLean Stadium. This elite club offers a five-star member atmosphere for all your work and play needs with a master culinary team and outstanding hospitality. Weddings, milestones, business, and birthdays, a stadium roaring with bear spirit featuring stunning city skyline views. Baylor Club truly has it all. For interest in membership or your next private event, call 254-710-8080. Tom and Ward, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative, and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. After 18 seasons as the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger officially announced his retirement this morning in a video posted on his Twitter account. Denver Broncos are hiring Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett to be their next head coach. Take Dan Quinn off the coaching carousel. The Cowboys defensive coordinator says he's staying in Dallas. Troy Aikman could be calling his last game on Fox and Sunday's NFC Championship with the 49ers and the Rams. Amazon Prime looks to be wanting Aikman for its Thursday night package, which includes 15 games exclusively on their service. Number 11 Baylor women win their fourth in a row, beating Tech 88-80. Their Bears will be at West Virginia on Saturday with a 1 o'clock tip. UMHB has packed the gym tonight. Harden Simmons comes to town. A 5.30 tip for the women, and the men follow at 7.30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And now joined by uh, Baylor's uh, assistant coach, Alvin Brooks III. And uh, Alvin, this is uh, it's, it's great to have you on. I really appreciate you doing this. And uh, uh, it's uh, fun to, I mean, isn't it hilarious that on the run y'all have been on, like back-to-back losses must have felt like, and I, even the fans, it was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, the sky is falling. And and but you you are back on solid ground it seems. Yes, I agree. I, I think the sun is back shining now. So <laughs> I think I think we back we back to being like we wanted to be. But yeah, no, you know I think you know we were on a magical run. You know, one of the best runs in college basketball history. And so I think to kind of put it in perspective, you know, we had to realize what special run it was. But at the end of the day, that wasn't our goal. And so. We still have an opportunity to achieve our goals, and that's kind of the main thing we have to focus on right now. All right, and um, I, it had to be a sight for sore eyes for Baylor fans, but not only fans, but coaches. Um, 
y'all have done a, you know, it, it really seems like you've been pretty cautious with, uh, with uh, Jeremy Sohan, but what was that like, Alvin, to get him back out there? He, he um, certainly, see, I mean, he's just, I, I guess there's just a maturity to him, and you can speak to this better than I can, but to my eye, maybe some of his European background, I don't know. Um, it just seems like the guy makes a lot of winning plays. How big a deal was that to, to have him back in the lineup? It was tremendous for us. I mean, he makes, like you said, you're correct. He makes a lot of winning plays for us. And he does things that, you know, the, if you're not paying attention to basketball, you really, you probably wouldn't appreciate. And he just, he makes the extra passes. He makes quick decisions. And more importantly, I mean, he's 6'9", and he's able to defend any position. And so that that does wonders for us because we're able to switch and cover up a lot of ground. And he has a high IQ to cover up mistakes, not only for himself, but it's for, for his teammates also. Yeah, and uh, he does it in style. Love the uh, love the hair color. He'll pull out some different hair color from time to time. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it's a uh, it's a wonderful combination. This team's a lot of fun, and you know people can't help but always bring up, well, this last season's team. Well, this is a whole different, you know, from year to year, you do get different teams. And um, and I I I would say, Alvin. What's the – when you all get time, once you get in this meat grinder of a schedule, it's hard to get a whole lot of practice time. Are, are you – you've seen this year, like against Villanova, for instance, this team be capable of, like, uh, suffocating defense. When you have young players like this, and, of course, you've had the injuries to Akinjo. He's been in and out of the lineup recently. But is that, is, is that a, a, a huge focus, is trying to get them to – constantly buy in to what y'all do on defense because obviously over the last three or four years that's become your calling card in a lot of ways yeah it's definitely one thing that we like to focus on I mean you know obviously we had a unbelievable shooting year last season we were number one in the country three-point mm-hmm. percentage but that's not going to happen every year and you know jump shots never travel defense can always travel and so you're going to have off nights especially in other people arenas where you don't shoot as well. So now you have to depend on your defense to keep you in the game. And so, you know, I, I like to tease guys every now and then and ask them, you know, did they jump shot, make it, make it with them on the plane. And so <laughs> you just never know if you're going to shoot well or not. So biggest thing is you have to defend. Yeah. And you're right. That can always travel because it's an effort thing and, and all of that. And uh, talking to uh, Alvin Brooks, the third uh, Baylor assistant, I, Alvin, I uh, uh, assistant men's coach. I, I that's got to be an interesting time. Anytime y'all go against K State, because you had some <laughs> formative coaching years on on Web on Coach Weber's staff, and um, and and I'm sure those uh, those are meaningful games. Now you've had a chance to go at them, you know, several times now. So maybe it's not quite as emotional as it was, say, when you first arrived. But I mean that effort the other night. I mean. There's K-State coming off an emotional loss. They took Kansas right down to the buzzer. And uh, and the Jayhawks were able to use some of that magic. I guess it travels from fog. Um, what, what, <laughs> I mean, that, that's that got to be interesting for you, though, to uh, to have two well-known Big 12 programs, but you, and you kind of have been involved with both. Was, was uh, your time with Coach Weber, how, how important was that for you as a uh, as a as a young and up up and coming coach, oh, Coach Weber, 
you know, he gave me my first opportunity in Big 12 and, you know, first opportunity first opportunity at the high major level. So I'm, I'm forever grateful to him for that. And I learned a ton. You know, you talk about defense. I learned a ton defensively from Coach Weber and, you know, associate head coach Chris Lowry. And, you know, we've had a lot of great defensive teams at Kansas State. And I think Coach Weber is kind of known for his defense. And Chris Lowry is also. And so it's it's definitely weird. I think I'm used to it now. And I think it's helped more that the players that I had relationships with, they're they're graduated and gone. So it's a little bit easier for me now because when I look on the court, I don't see I don't see someone that I have a relationship with and I don't have to look down at the bench that much. So it's a lot easier for me now. Yeah. Some of those Kansas State players still haunt me. Uh, and you were probably coaching uh, those some of those players at the time. You know, Weber used to have our number a little bit, and um, I, yes. Magruder comes to mind. You know, <laughs> that's the name because yes. I still see him in the NBA. God, they had Barry. <laughs> there, there was a God, they had y'all had some shooters. You had some guards. Yeah, that Barry Brown. Yeah, yeah, Barry, Barry Brown hunted me when I came here. So. <laughs> that's right he wanted to stick it to you uh and uh yeah he, so he those are let well, me know about it to this day so have you have you recommended to coach weber perhaps finding a barber shop you know maybe uh maybe they're having some covid shutdowns in manhattan uh <laughs> i've gotten a kick out of seeing that his hair just i mean it's i, I kind of like it but he's kind of let it go a little bit yeah i know coach weber is really cautious about covid and you know he, you know him. He, he takes it serious, and so I don't. You know, I don't think that he'll. I don't think. I think once you know things hopefully get better, then we'll probably see Coach Weber get a haircut. But as for now, I, I think he wants to be as about as safe as possible to where he can <laughs> try to stay away from COVID as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it must be inspiring to you. By the way, I was looking at it the other day. You got. You got one coach in the the uh, Big Twelve, sixty eight. I think that would you know obviously be uh, Huggy at uh, West Virginia. You got Weber at sixty five. You got Mark Adams at sixty five. You know, it, for a young coach like yourself, um, that is that in, in your dad still blowing and going at uh, he leaves Houston to go take over his alma mater at Lamar. Does that uh, inspire you to see the, the guys doing it into the late 60s or uh, early 70s um, and, uh, in coaching? Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, it, it shows that, you know, you know, obviously my ultimate goal is to become a head coach, and it just shows that, you know, no matter your age, you know, don't give up a chance to have that opportunity. I think Coach Weber, first opportunity, he was in his 50s when he first became a head coach at Southern Illinois. And so, I, you know, I think the biggest thing is I think a lot of times we try to speed up the process instead of making sure that it's the it's with the right people. Yeah, and and what Scott has the continuity, the staff, it's been well documented, and uh, and and you'll have a unique staff. People might not know uh, Alvin that uh, I, I was looking back, kind of refreshing myself on your resume. You you show up at uh, at Midland College with. Um, with Grant McCaslin of all, and by the way, that's my old fraternity brother at Baylor, Grant, and uh, it, back in the day, and y'all hooked up, I guess it was like 06, 07, and then, of course, Grant ends up on the Baylor staff, and now he's doing so great at uh, at the University of North Texas. It is a, it's a small world, in a way, or small fraternity. What 
what was that like early, early in your career? There's Grant. He's probably 28 years old, and I assume <laughs> you were you were probably 24 years old or something like that. What was what was that like coaching uh, coaching with Grant all those years ago? It was an unbelievable experience for me personally because I was his only assistant coach. And so <laughs> it gave me an opportunity to where I was able to, you know, grow as a coach. And he, you know, obviously being his only assistant coach, we kind of was, everything was on me and him. And so we, it was a great experience. I mean, we started off preseason number one in the country. And then we had a few bumps in the road. You know, we lost a couple early games, and then we lost, actually, we lost a, a pro, like an NBA player, at Christmas break. And some kind of way, we still kept going and going, and we ended up winning a national championship that year. So that was my only chance of being his assistant. So I would like to say it turned out pretty well. Yeah, I uh, I think it did turn out really well. And if you think about it, Alvin, I mean, some of the greatest players in the history of, of the college game played out in that area uh whether it be larry johnson uh whether it be mookie blaylock i mean you know they were they were out there at uh, at those uh, juco's in west texas and so there's a lot of history out there uh and uh it's it's pretty cool now folks will want to hear uh because the recruiting has been unbelievable y'all have always recruited great at baylor i mean uh even you know before you got here there's some unbelievable players yes, but some of these rankings are just out of, I mean, and, and I'm sure winning the national title doesn't hurt <laughs> in some of that, but y'all already <laughs> were making it happen. Um, Keontae George gets named as McDonald's All-American. I think that's either Baylor's fifth or sixth McDonald's All-American. So it's a really, that's a, that's a huge deal um, for a program. What, um, what, what, is, what does that mean to you guys who spend so much time recruiting and getting, having relationship with these players' parents? AAU coaches, high school coaches. What what does something like that mean to a program when when this this sort of thing happens? Oh, it's a, a huge testament to you know first the staff and the players that laid the foundation um, years and years ago. And I think you know Coach Drew, when he first stepped on campus, his goal was to make sure that the program was able to be at this level. And I think you know we feel like we're we're a great staff, but we obviously we have to have great players. And so, you know, we've been blessed to have kids that come in there, you know, that are gym rats. And so that's kind of our biggest thing is we want to find gym rats. And even, a, you know, like Kendall Brown, our current McDonald's All-American, he's, you know, five-star, but he has zero ego. And so I think that's what uh-huh. we kind of look for is kids that have zero ego and, you know, they're very talented and we can able, we can help them reach their full potential. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I've got my scouting cap on for you guys. Um, I uh, I was at a game, and there's certain, some of these players you can't talk about, but uh, Lake Highlands versus <laughs> Richardson the other night. Oh, my God. <laughs> you talk about haymakers being thrown. And I look and see Calipari there, uh, and I'm like, oh, gosh. And y'all, y'all are traveling somewhere, so y'all couldn't have been there. But uh, but anyway, that uh, Alvin, I'll just say this. If, if you – I don't know what your schedule looks like. It's a Friday night, maybe coming up February 11th, maybe. Lake, it's the rematch between Lake Highlands and Richardson. If you can somehow be there, <laughs> I think it would be great. <laughs> I know is, we need uh, we need to we need to figure that out. I definitely understand. Trust me, I understand. <laughs> you you know what messages I'm sending you, but uh, <laughs> but you know the uh, 
the, you know, talking about uh, uh, it, it, talking about some of these uh, these you know young guys. Kendall, you mentioned him. It, it Kendall in these last couple of games, it's kind of you know he was having some big uh, non-conference performances, and then early in conference, I I don't know Alvin what y'all saw. I guess to the 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 layman, so to speak. Um, you know, we, he would get lost a little bit. He's got such elite athleticism. You can just tell sometimes he's trying to figure out a little bit where he fits in and probably is pretty he, – he seems naturally unselfish. Are, are you – are you having to almost say to Kendall, hey, we might need you to be a little more aggressive? Yeah, I mean, Kendall is a very unselfish player, and so I think at times, you know, he, he won't do something – to try to step on someone's toes, but, you know, with his talent as a staff, you know, we want him to be as as aggressive as possible. The more aggressive he is, we trust that he'll make the right plays and, you know, obviously our team will, will benefit from it. Could he play point guard? I'm not saying y'all are going to ask him to do that, but is he, I mean, I, I, every once in a while I'll see him bring it up and he, and I can't help but think about Cade because maybe, maybe it's similar hairstyles, maybe it's similar build. I think uh, yeah. I, I think I think your guy Kendall is more athletic, honestly, than uh, than Cade will ever be. Uh, but then Cade has all these other skills and all that. But I mean, is he is this guy capable of doing something like that if you ask him to do it? Um, we've actually had him play point guard in practice before, and so he's shown us that he could do it. You know, he's just Kendall's blessed to be on you know one of the deepest teams in college basketball, and so. You know, when you're on a team like this, each one of our guys will have to, they're, they're making a major sacrifice for, for the betterment of the team. And so I think it's a situation that Kendall, you know, he has the tools to do that, but, you know, he doesn't have to do it at the moment to be able to make us successful. So, you know, anytime he has the ball in his hands, we just ask that he make, you know, the right point guard decision because every time he has the ball and make a pass, he's showing that he can make good decisions for us. Yeah, well, it's a it's a fun team to watch. Um, I like getting to know new teams, and then of course Giante shows up next year. It'll be the team will take on a little bit of a different look. But uh, I I would think Alvin, do y'all uh, are y'all like me? Do you uh, do you find yourself looking at box scores every every night the NBA? Because uh, and of course uh, Freddie's been on and off some of the uh, some of the NBA rosters. Ish is now on the on Phoenix. I, I couldn't believe was it Orlando wherever. One of those guys. Well, no, no, no. I think uh, I think Gillespie was at Orlando. Where, wherever Ish was, I thought, golly, why would you let that get, guy get away? And now he's starting to earn minutes for arguably one of the best one or two teams in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I bet those are great teaching tools, aren't they? With your current players, like guys, if you keep working, you never know what could happen. Because Ish did not take your normal path to the NBA. No, it's didn't. I mean, this is one of the best leaders I've ever been around as a coach. And he, you talk about sacrifice. Um, he sacrificed a ton. And I mean, he's he averaged five points, six points when he was here. But we definitely wouldn't have won the games that we won without him. And we won a lot of games that year. And it was the first year the school became number one in the country. And a lot was because of Ish leadership and a sacrifice that he made for the betterment of the team. And we always talk about what you do without the ball. And, you know, 95% of the time you won't have the basketball in your hands. 
So how many winning plays can you make? And, you know, 90% of the NBA, that's what they have to do because it's only a few LeBrons, a few superstars. And so now, you know, Ish has shown that he's elite at the 95. And, you know, Freddie Gillespie is another guy that you mentioned. He's the same way. He makes a lot of 95% plays. Yeah, well, it's going to be fun uh, to watch all those guys. And, and uh, Alvin, when you do have some of those uh, – uh, and you'll have opportunities coming up. Uh, Alvin Brooks III joining us on Baylor Men's Basketball Assistant. You know, make sure when you're being interviewed, you just mentioned kind of what you just said, that, um, you know, they they weren't number one. Uh, Baylor, you know, got its first number one ranking until until they uh, until they hired me as an assistant, all right? Make sure you bring that up. <laughs> no, not a, it wasn't about me. It was definitely about, <laughs> about all of us. So it, I've been yeah. blessed to, to be a part of it. All right. Well, you uh, you're you got a great basketball family, and then you join a great family of Alvins in basketball. I, mean, I was thinking about it earlier. You got Alvin Robertson. You got Alvin Franklin at Houston. And when y'all were at Houston, I'm sure people were like, "Wait, are you are you the guy that played?" You know, they probably ask your dad, "Are you the Alvin that was was on those uh, five Lamborghini teams?" But uh, uh, Alvin it's Adams comes to mind. I actually, I actually coached two of Alvin Robertson's sons. So. That's it's, it's crazy that you mentioned that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, was he not great? Um, yes, yeah, his, in... his sons could play defense like him. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't say. I know he was a different level, but they yeah. definitely could play defense. Yeah, I guess Alvin was right before Nolan. There, right? Um, was uh, I'm just trying to think if, if if he was 40 minutes of hell, that would have been Eddie. Uh, I was just trying to remember my my SWC basketball history, but. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and Alvin. Well, I know you need to get going. I heard a buzzer go off in the background, but uh, I do, I do love how you know your uh, your dad. You know, got to kind of uh, be a part of uh, a new arena, a new facility at Houston. Now the the Foster Pavilion will come to Baylor. So that's the yeah, way sure. I'm going to present this story. When the when uh, when the Brooks show up, you know, that's when the arenas show up. <laughs> yeah, we definitely we we see all the you know the pictures and the digital work, and so we're excited to be able to you know step foot in it soon. All right, all right. Well, uh, I really appreciate you doing it. Uh, a lot of fun and uh, continued success as y'all head this SEC deal. That'll be fun against Alabama. Good program, and uh, and and this is always a fun challenge. And I don't know why they keep putting us with Bama, but it's kind of turning into a nice little rivalry. So I guess we'll just ride this out. <laughs> yes, sir. No, we're definitely looking forward to it. Now, thanks for having me on. I really yeah. appreciate it. You bet. There he goes. Alvin Brooks, the third Baylor men's assistant and has done a tremendous job and part of a great basketball family and got to coach against his dad, of course, in the final four. All right. Uh, we got Cowboys coming up. Big news on uh, Dan Quinn. Back with the team. He is not going anywhere. That is next. Baylor Big 12 women's basketball all season long with Sophia Young Malcolm and Derek Smith. The 11th ranked Baylor women, winners of four straight in Big 12 conference play, on the road at West Virginia this Saturday. 12 30 for the countdown to tip off. 1 p.m. tip off Saturday on 104.9 FM. Baylor Women's Basketball, Saturday on 104.9 FM. 
When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House has been delivering savory barbecue and delicious sides. With their two locations in Hewitt and Waco, drive through window, remodeled indoor dining space, delivery options, and new hours, Uncle Dan's is sure to be a Central Texas favorite. Specials include one meat plate with two sides for only $7.09, with beef and rib plates only a dollar more on Mondays. Buy one, get one half off for Texas taters on Tuesday and prime beef brisket on Fridays. Come eat at this family-owned business and feel like you're right at home. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership. NeighborWorks Waco, home ownership the right way. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update, brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. After 18 seasons as the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger officially announced his retirement this morning in a video posted on his Twitter account. Denver Broncos are hiring Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett to be their next head coach. Take Dan Quinn off the coaching carousel. The Cowboys defensive coordinator says he's staying in Dallas. Troy Aitman could be calling his last game on Fox in Sunday's NFC Championship with the 49ers and the Rams. Amazon Prime looks to be wanting Aikman for its Thursday night package, which includes 15 games exclusively on their service. Number 11 Baylor women win their fourth in a row, beating Tech 88 to 80. The Bears will be at West Virginia on Saturday with a one o'clock tip. UMHB has packed the gym tonight. Harden Simmons comes to town, a 5:30 tip for the women, and the men follow at 7:30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. All right, let's get right to it. We've got uh, Campus Confidential, and then we've got Sarah Andrews. Uh, uh, she's going to be hopping on with us after doing some Zoom activities or actually a, a press conference. Uh, she is the uh, star point guard for the Baylor women. She'll join us just here in about uh, oh, 10, 10 minutes or so. But uh, let's turn things over to Aaron Sexton for Campus confidential we just got through hearing from coach brooks from the baylor men's basketball team and we will start off with news from the baylor men's basketball team baylor post jonathan jamachachua has been named to the naismith trophy defensive player of the year watch list jamachachua coming off 
an outstanding game earlier this week in the blowout over Kansas State, is now uh, one of the finalists for the NACE Fifth Defensive Player of the Year Award. So congratulations to him. Well-deserved. He is uh, quite the presence in the post. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And um, loved his game. Um, the uh, Was it two nights ago? I'm getting all my, my men and women uh, – Mixed up, but uh, a couple of nights ago, I, I thought Chamuchachua was uh, extremely active, great on the offensive boards, and the uh, he, he's just he's got more touch than ever, so he's a good finisher. And I, you know, I don't know exactly what his future is. They were talking NBA the other night. I, yeah, sometimes I'm like, who cares? Like, I mean, for him, I want him to play pro and make a bunch of money, and that's all great, but. For now, sometimes we spend so much time talking about who's the lottery pick. It's like some researcher has told the ESPN people constantly talk about like what round they'll go in the NBA draft. Well, I don't. Most people watching these games like are watching because they're interested in the game, you know. So we're not like desperate for information on uh, Sohan is the second rounder and Myers the th- the end of the second round. Like I. I, I I think that's a pretty small percentage of the audience is all preoccupied with that. So, anyway, there's my little rant for today. But uh, so happy for uh, Everyday John and uh, being on that Naismith watch list. That's great. Great honor. And uh, he truly is not only a shot blocker. You know, Flo's the same way. Flo's a great shot blocker and has become a, a much better defender. But um, I I, uh, I would put Chachua on, like, rebounder of the year, defensive player of the year, finisher of the year. I don't care what. Put him all over there. And that Kentucky, you know, the former West Virginia player at Kentucky, he's going to get something like this. Toshibwe, I don't know if he got on there or not, but he's he's a monster, and he, he has had some games already where he's had more than 20 rebounds. So big-time player, big-time players. All right, Aaron, what else do you have for us, sir? We have uh, talked just about every day during Campus Confidential about the transfer portal, players moving from school to school, but I found – uh, an interesting list earlier from the uh, Rivals Portal Twitter. It was a list of the Power 5 schools with the lowest number of portal entries since August 1st. Number one on that list, here to take a guess. Bears? The Baylor Bears. They've had only three players enter the transfer portal. Oregon State is second with four. Texas Tech, NC State, Virginia, Wake Forest have five. And Utah and Texas A&M had six, but Baylor with the fewest number of players to enter the transfer portal so far this year among Power 5 schools. I thought that was very interesting. And, uh-huh. again, uh, a credit Can to Coach Aranda and his staff. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is nice. Um, you know, people rarely transfer out of the basketball program, too, if you think about it. Uh, men's basketball I'm talking about. Dane Donja did, and he's ended up somewhere – pretty familiar to us i just can't think off the top illinois of my head. maybe no nah, i thought it was somewhere else but you may be right it was some it was a good school i just can't remember exactly where he's uh where he has popped up but uh, the uh that's interesting aaron so off the top of my head sneed is one the uh <coughs> the the backup quarterback is another who's at uab now and i don't know who the third one is who transferred out of baylor I'd have to think about that one. I can't think off the top of my head who the third one would be. But uh, uh, anyway, who uh, who had the most? 
I did, did it say? It did not yeah. say. Um, uh, there's obviously a few schools that have lost over. I, I would think probably Oklahoma, but I don't OU, know that for a fact. Yeah, they lost a lot. People leave. SMU did. You know, after all that was going on, SMU had some people go in the portal. So I, I don't know. That would be I would be interested in that. All right, what else do you have, sir? Speaking of the transfer portal, Tyler Guyton, who played eight games as a backup at TCU last season, announced last night on Twitter he's committed to OU. Guyton redshirted in 2020, only played one game. In 2021, he played in eight games, and he made his lone start against Oklahoma in a jumbo package as an H-back, according to his TCU bio. He split time at those two positions and caught a six-yard touchdown pass in the season finale against Oklahoma State. So, uh, Tyler Guyton going from TCU to Oklahoma. So, Oklahoma slowly filling some of those holes in from the transfer portal losses that they have suffered. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've, uh, they, it's funny, when you lose a bunch, then you have to add a bunch. And so, they're, they're, they, you know, the other day they had the rankings for, like, the best portal classes. And OU was right at the top. And part of the reason is because they lost so, so many. But uh, you got to plug some holes and uh, you got to do some pull-ups. I noticed uh, Brett Venables was somewhere recruiting. I think he was in Florida area, and he stopped by whoever's weight room it was, Jesuit um, out of Tampa or somewhere like that. And and he was doing a bunch of pull-ups. Got me thinking, you know, who do you think who do you think could do the most pull-ups in the Big 12? Of the coaches, the current coaches in the Big 12. Sark was a former college quarterback. Quarterbacks aren't known for their pull-ups. Venable seems to be a guy who likes a tight T-shirt or a tight coaching shirt, likes to fancy himself as big in the weight room. I would think Aranda's. Aranda seems like a guy who takes great great care of himself. I, I would not bet against. And then you got to think about the mullet himself, um, Gundy. I mean, there's a guy that likes to look in the mirror, fancies himself as a, you know, he likes to rip his shirt off in front of the students. Guys uh, worked on his body some. So Gundy might be able to do some pull-ups. Aaron, who would you bet on in, in the Big 12, most pull-ups? As you, I agree with you about Coach Aranda. I would not bet against him. Um, Coach McGuire at Texas Tech, I think, would uh, would be close. I think it would probably come down to, though, probably Venerables and, and Coach Aranda, if I had to guess. I think it would be hard for Joey to do them while taking pictures of himself. <laughs> Plus, he'd be out of breath because he's always, always, you know, at at, uh, at at 100%. So, you know. Let's give our Texas Tech listeners, Aaron, just real quick. Let's give them a little something. I don't know if we've talked enough about Tech recently. I'm going to say Raider. Aaron, you say power, all right? Raider. Yeah, I don't. Oh, no. Aaron <laughs> will not participate. This is very frustrating. I was going to take care of our tech listeners. I'm sorry. We appreciate sorry. our tech listeners, and I root for I tech know, when they're not I playing know, Baylor. You, I just, yeah, I, I can't believe you wouldn't give me one power. Jeez. Uh, okay, let me see what time it is, Aaron. We're uh, oh, we're c- kind of up against it. Give me one more though. We got we're okay. We're yeah, okay. We're going to call them. So you got any more for me? Real quickly, defensive coordinator who keyed Michigan's dramatic turnaround this year is uh, close to heading back to the NFL. The Baltimore Reagan Ravens, uh, according to ESPN, have targeted Michigan defensive coordinator Mike McDonald, the former Ravens assistant, to be John Harbaugh's next defensive coordinator. A deal is expected to be finalized in the next few days. The Ravens haven't completed interviews for the opening. They've interviewed eight different people so far, according to the Detroit Free Press. 
They fired Don Wink Martindale Friday after the sides were unable to agree on a contract extension through 2023. In 2018, McDonald interviewed for the Ravens' defensive coordinator position that eventually went to Martindale. All right, I had one for you, by the way. Uh, Larry Fedora, former Baylor offensive coordinator, just for a little bit, just for a little bit. And then back in the day, he was with the Bears, you know, and uh, on uh, – what staff was that? Was that post Reedy? Either Dave Roberts or uh, or uh, Kevin Steele. Anyway, Larry Fedora, age 59, is uh, is going to uh, become. He's a USFL coach. Okay, he's going to take over um, New Orleans. Is that right? New Orleans Breakers. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be the the coach of the New Orleans Breakers of the USFL. And then um, the other one that was announced today. Jeff Fisher, uh, former uh, Titans coach, Rams coach, is going to be the coach of the Michigan Panthers. All right, so Kevin Sumlin's in this thing, Larry Fedora, Todd Haley, old friend of mine, Skip Holtz used to be the coach of La Tech, I guess. Uh, So anyway, uh, kind of an interesting group of coaches. They're back. Mike Riley, the former coach at Nebraska. Maybe. And Mike Riley is a coach of the New Jersey Generals. I hope they have, like, Trump run that thing. You know, Trump doesn't have anything to do now. He's, he got thrown out of office, so. Uh, oh, people be mostly say anti-Trump. No, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Mostly the Biden guy. No, no, no. I'm, not, I'm, I'm, I'm just not anything, okay? Why would I come out here and, and state my political beliefs? All right. It is time to, uh, to talk. Baylor women's basketball with one of the up-and-coming stars of the Big 12 Conference. Sarah Andrews joins us next. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Having an accredited land consultant like Daryl Weems and his team of farm, ranch, land, and home experts on your side is a must when making what may be the biggest financial decision in your life. Selling farm and ranch property since 1925, United Country's Twin Bends Realty is your go-to source for real estate industry insight and advice. Sellers will benefit from UC's cutting-edge technology that will provide your property with maximum visibility. Find your freedom by calling Daryl Weems, your local land pro at United Country Twin Bends Realty. Learn more at twinbendsrealty.com. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris. Weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitam Evas. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. For most of the people that walk in our store, it's been an ongoing, nonstop issue. They're searching, they're, they're grasping at straws because they've been trying other products and they've bought something that they thought was going to help solve their problem and it didn't. 
You're listening to Beth, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. A client came into my store last year that has had plantar fasciitis for 30 years. He literally walked in with a handful of products and said, this is what I've been wearing. I looked at him, I said, are you kidding me? I've been here for 14, where have you been? For over 20 years, we've been helping people live the life they love without letting their feet get in the way. I'm just sad that he spent so many years with so much discomfort. I helped relieve a problem that's plagued him for 30 years. I mean, how do you not go home and talk about that? See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Goodfeet store. Goodfeet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Barnett Contracting, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Andrew splits the defense, gets to the basket and lays it in with the left hand. Such a beautiful move right there by Sarah. Uh, Sophia right there, Derek on the call, ESPN Central Texas. And boy, a big moment last night in that game. We're fortunate to have uh, Baylor point guard Sarah Andrews with us. And uh, Sarah, welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. That was uh, that was getting a little hairy last night, 58-56. And mm-hmm. that, that might have been where they were describing you going baseline and, and hit them with that reverse. Now, that was a much-needed basket. Did you, um, at that point, did you kind of sense, hey, I, I, might need to, I might need to turn up my scoring a little bit? Uh, you know, I just locked in at that time. I was like, you know, we had, we're in a drought. And I was like, we need a bucket. Let me go get a bucket. <laughs> you know, I just felt like I had the perfect opportunity to lay the ball up. Yeah, well, you did it. And uh, and, and then also there was another run in there where uh, and you, you, you really provided the big scoring punch at the end of the third quarter that Baylor mm-hmm. needed after Tech made that big run. That was a uh, – that was a great little move you put at the – I guess it was the end of the third. I'm trying to remember exactly. You'll know. But uh, where you kind of – Yeah, the step back. But now it was yeah. nice because it was, it was like a sidestep. You kind of got her <laughs> on, the, uh, on, the, on the show, and then you mm-hmm. put the step back on it. Is that, um, is that something you've always had in the repertoire, or is that something, the step back, something you've worked on a lot here like in the last year or so? I think, you know, I've always had that in my bag. You know, I thought right then and there was the perfect moment to use it because, you know, I'm a set shooter sometimes. And she knew that I was going to shoot the three, but at that point in time, I knew she had to guard me from me going to the rim. So I knew she had to either decide if she wanted to cut me off going to the rim and I could just take a step back. Yeah, that was nice. That was really nice. And uh, and that uh, kind of got things going again. These uh, – these teams will not go away. You know, I think uh, it's mm-hmm. interesting, Sarah. You know, I think we got used to, and y'all did, y'all, you, y'all would bury some of these teams. And so it's like, you know, they, I would sense, and I don't know if you agree with me, but uh, it just uh, it seems like the conference um, has better players than ever, obviously new mm-hmm. coaches in the conference. Are you noticing that? Does this, does this almost feel like almost uh, – Overnight, the the conference has changed a little bit. I mean, these are 
these are rock'em sock'em games you guys are involved in. I mean, yes, you know, it's not the big 12 that I grew up watching uh, back in the day where, you know, Baylor <laughs> was so dominant, you know. And yeah. on any given night, anybody can be beat. And I think uh, having that in the big 12 is special because, you know, going into tournament, tournament play and, and March Madness, you're going to have some games where you're going to have to gut it out at the end until that clock hits 0-0, zero, zero, you know. So I think it's just perfect setting us up for March. Yeah, and um, and talking to Sarah Andrews, point guard for Baylor, uh, what um, – what are you finding? It, it really does seem like it's never easy, especially, um, you know, to with the transition, with a new coach and everything. seems like maybe things, especially offensively, mm-hmm. are starting to click. Um, not only for you, I mean, some of the your last four games, you've kind of gone off. Um, mm-hmm. What do you attribute that to? Is it repetition, practice? Um, the, are you all starting to feel a lot more comfortable in what uh, mm-hmm. in what Nikki has brought, what what do you attribute this to? I mean, you know, it's uh, at the beginning, you know, it was going to take some time just for us, you know, figuring out the new coaching staff and them figuring out what works for us. It was about us learning each other, you know. And now you just see it all coming together. We're starting to gel, and you know, what's most important is that we start playing our best basketball in March. You know, I think these games are preparing us, and we're growing each game, you know. So I think it's all starting to finally come together with the new coaching staff and just everybody, you know, having to step up with us having limited players. You know, everybody has to play a role and everybody's needed each and every night. Yeah, and uh, I tell you, it, it is fun, though. I mean, I always knew you all had a lot of three-point shooters, but when they all start falling in the same game, uh, and you've seen that lately, it's a lot of mm-hmm. fun. Uh, and oh, you all yeah. start uh, running that score up a little bit, and it's been nice to see. I think you had – what fifty-two in the first half uh, yesterday? Um, it's uh, you know that's that that is a uh, it's interesting. Now let me ask you this though: y'all don't have many subs. I mean, there's basically two, right, that you can bring mm-hmm. off the bench. So it's a seven-person rotation. Do you, Sarah? Ha- I mean, do you have to have that in the back of your mind? Do you ever have to conserve energy, or you just feel like you're you've got the conditioning that if you need to, you know, play the whole game, you're fine with that. I mean, you know, I'm still working on getting that conditioning part, but I think, you know, I have to have that mindset that, you know, I do have to know that I have to stay out on the floor. And when it's my time to get a sub, then I'll get a sub. But I think, you know, we all have that mindset is, you know, we're going to give it our all, and when it's time for me to get a sub, then I'll be a sub and I'll get my rest and come back in. So it's all about just gutting it out, honestly. Yeah, and uh, that's uh, the Bears have improved to 4-2. and two. Uh, I'm sure you've seen some of these games coming up. That's going to be interesting, Sarah, when y'all have uh, – y'all try to do the whole one game at a time. I get that. But, uh, of course, in the media, we're looking ahead and saying, oh, look at this, look at that matchup. I mean, that's going to be interesting, isn't it, to have the the the, the Texas series, like within about a three-day mm-hmm. span, y'all play them twice. Um, yes. It, you know, I, I mean, I think this is good preparation for the WNBA, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like – there, sure these is. games are coming fast and furiously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's going to be like, I honestly think, you know, it's going to be a really fun week just to have that happen. You know, it's special, you know, in some sense, but I think it'll be really fun. Yeah, it's going to be, it, it will be nice. Now, Sarah, take me back to your recruitment. Uh, I, I mean, coming out of uh, MacArthur, Irving MacArthur, you and Hannah, from what I remember, I mean, y'all, you were the number two point guard in the country, top five player in the country I mean it was like a package type deal it always seemed like um you know and and uh and I and I I would imagine that was pretty tough to Mm -hmm. 
see her leave. Was that um, how'd you how'd y'all work through that? Do you still talk all the time, or is it uh, there's no hard feelings? Is there? Oh no, of course no hard feelings. You know, at the end of the day, you know, we both had to make the decision that we felt was best for each other or for ourselves. You know. But it's all love at the end of the day. No hard feelings. I love her. She loves me. You know, we're rooting from each other, just on opposite teams, but no love lost. All right. I was worried about her. I think uh, Kim suspended her for a little bit, and I was like, uh-oh, what's going on? What's <laughs> what's what's Hannah, what's Hannah up to there? Um, it, did um, did Kim try to get you to leave or, or go with her? I mean, I, I, she's a huge fan of yours. Um, you know that as well as I do. Um, or did – you know, you need, and I don't. You don't. You don't have to comment on that if you don't want to. I, I was just kind of curious because you had a. All of you guys had big decisions to make, and uh, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't know this coach. This com- that mm-hmm. was coming in. What well, What was your? I guess the way I should ask it is, what was your biggest reason for staying? Um, you know, you know, I did look at what the future uh, held for me, and uh, there was, you know, a little thought of going with coach just because she was my first college coach, and uh, you know that's always you know a special relationship but uh when coach nikki got the job um i saw what she had did in the pros and what she let her point guards do and i knew it would have been a perfect fit for me because i think i played in her playing style and you know she just been giving me the confidence that i need and you know i'm just happy that i uh, stick, stuck with my decision and played for her all right did you have when you were a kid growing up uh in the metroplex did you mm-hmm. do you remember watching Odyssey, you know, I, I noticed Odyssey, I think, was at one of y'all's recent games. Probably mm-hmm. Chloe. Now, you probably were in high school when Chloe was playing. But some of those uh, guards from the past, were you already paying attention to some of those players even when you were coming up in grade school and junior high? Uh, yeah, you know, I actually um, went to the same high school as Odyssey did, and I had the same high school coach she did too. So, you know, over time, as I hit uh, high school, me and her have uh, built a bond. That's unbreakable. She's like that sister I've never had, and she's just been a great leader to me. You know, I, she's somebody I can go to when I'm looking to seek help when it comes to basketball or just anything in general. But, you know, we've built that relationship, and she was my favorite player growing up at Baylor. Like, I loved her in high school, and, like, I just always wanted to be in the position she is in today. Now, how do you combat – I mean, you you have to go up against some really big guards in this conference and even non-conference. Y'all were going up against like six foot, six foot one. I mean, you're giving up – I don't have to remind you, but like six inches to some of these folks, six or seven inches. <laughs> what Does your – do you have – do you kind of almost use, though, your – obviously you have great quickness and ball handling. Do you – when you're playing against people like that, how do you – how do you kind of overcome that? Because the, you know, obviously we're, we've seen in the women's game there are bigger guards than ever. Mhm. I mean, you know, it's just about you know you got to know your opponent, and I know sometimes you know I might have to shoot a pull up. I can't always take a layup and finish over somebody. So I think it's mostly knowing my opponent's weakness sometimes and where I can put the ball in the best place for me to score, whether that's taking a layup, dumping it down, or shooting a pull up jumper. So it's just about reading uh, my the p- opponent. Okay. Have you noticed all your former teammates and current teammates are all, like, crossing the 1,000-point barrier now and stuff? Yes, <laughs> I, I yes. Saw, I, I saw Moon the other day. She hit 1,000. They were celebrating that. She obviously did a lot of that at uh, Baylor. Does that make you want to speed up your scoring? Do you know uh, where do you, <laughs> do you know where you are right now? 
I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm just, I just want to get a W. You know, I like to hit the thousand point mark, but you know, at the end of the day, I just like to get a W in a ring. At the end of the day. Yeah. Now, what is your off the court? I noticed um, uh, on that hour time thing, Nalissa was featured. She did a really nice watercolor. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, we, I guess you could accuse Nalissa of maybe working on that thing beforehand because that one really turned out <laughs> nicely. Um, now, and I was asking uh, Bickle recently when I had her on, okay, what are you and I forgot what she said. She was like, no, I don't really have anything other than basketball. Do you? <laughs> what do you do to uh, – to kind of get your mind off of it. Do you have any, whether it be reading, music, whatever, watercolor, do you do any do you do anything like that away from um, away from the court? I play the game. I got a PlayStation five, so I'm playing mm. the PlayStation five nine times out of ten it's with the list actually. <laughs> so that's about it really. And hang out with family and friends. Yeah. And wait, wait, what is your, I might have missed that. What was your best, what's, when you play the PlayStation 5, what is your best, what's your favorite one to play? Do you play, do you, is it the, the basketball game on there, or do you have other stuff that you play, that you enjoy more? Um, I play 2K and Call of Duty. Oh, Call of Duty. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, do you ever, are you able, ever able to uh, bring that mindset that you use for Call of Duty onto the court? Does that ever, <laughs> is there any, is there anything you feel like the games can, help with your on-court stuff? You know, just like on Call of Duty when I'm frustrating that I'm getting killed, I got to push through and still figure out a way to kill my opponent <laughs> on the game. You know, just like when I'm frustrated in the game, I got to figure out a way to just keep having a level mindset and playing. All right. Now, what is the – you're making me think of, like, a great nickname for you now that you call of duty. I've got to work with this a little bit. What, <laughs> what is the uh, – what, what are your teammates? Do, you, do they have a good nickname for you? Uh, everybody calls me Faith. Say okay, yeah. all right, all right, all right. Well, I'll, I'll be thinking about this Call of Duty uh, thing. That's that's. Uh, but man, y'all are on a roll, and um, congratulations on the uh, on the recent streak. Did you Thank were you me. starting to? I mean that. I mean, if you think about it, that that could have gone either way. That game up in Kansas. Do you mm-hmm. do you ever think back and go, oh my gosh, what if we had started zero and three? I heard you making comments the other day that. I think you and uh, who was with you, maybe Queen, y'all were doing mm-hmm. some press. And you said something about, like, you heard what people were saying. Do y'all, do you ever get on your phone and look to see what folks are saying? Or do you sometimes just or, almost kind of sense what what you think people might be thinking? Well, I mean, you know, in today's world, you know, uh, social media is a big thing in my generation. So, you know, of course I see the things that people put out. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't care what other people say because I know what we're doing behind closed doors. And as long as I got these girls behind me and the staff I do behind me, I'm not worried about what anybody else thinks about us. All right, I like it. I like it, <laughs> and uh, and uh, we'll we'll uh, continue to watch this. And, and y'all seem to be on a roll now. And mm-hmm. uh, like you say, some of these close games. I, I used to think this was when you were still in high school that some of the issues that would happen in the Elite Eight and um, uh, and it would would almost be because the team hadn't been challenged throughout the season. And mm-hmm. I promise you, when you get in this tournament, you are not going to be able to say you weren't challenged. <laughs> you oh, <yeah>. know, <laughs> so I think there's probably some good to come out of uh, of all this. It's just we're not used to y'all ever losing. So uh, forgive us for not knowing how to react. But uh, ah, it's uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Sarah, good visit with you and uh, continued success. And hey, keep. Keep shooting it. I, I'm loving this. You're you're scoring like crazy. I know you only do kind of what 
is needed of you, but uh, <laughs> I like you pulling the trigger a lot. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you bet. There she goes, uh, Sarah Andrews, uh, one of the most highly uh, decorated uh, recruits Baylor's had. They've had a lot of them, and uh, you could tell last night, I mean, even the announcers, uh, Ron Thulin, and I can't remember who else was with him, but they were they were getting pretty fired up about Sarah, and, and I think what they were noticing is what a lot of us are noticing. Sarah just had to, you know, gain more. I mean, she's ne- actually never lacked for confidence, but I think occasionally – Sarah has to, you know, be a little more selfish and uh, and be aggressive and go ahead and take the shot, and she's doing that right now. And when ba- when she's scoring 15 to 20 points, this is a completely different team. Uh, all right, it is the Matt Mosley show. Aaron Sexton, have you uh, are you a gamer at all? Have you do you play Call of Duty or have you played Call of Duty? No, my brother does, and my nephews do, but I'm not much for video games. Oh, Matt, I am, uh, I'm, I'm not into violence. Uh, did you? <laughs> I thought we were going to get her in no, trouble. No, I just learned the video game. Did you hear what she said? Uh, oh, oh, you are into violence. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> did you hear? Uh, did you hear what she said? Uh, like I kill them on the game. I try to kill my opponents. <laughs> I thought, oh gosh, we're going to get her in trouble. <laughs> we won't quote her on that. Okay, when we put out the, uh, we put out the tweet. But uh, Sarah Andrews, big time player for the Bears, in the latest in a in a tremendous line. Uh, point guards over the years, and, and quite honestly, she was the one who came into that game for D.D., and you talk about uh, experience she'll never forget, and I, I remember her taking it to the hole on one of those plays. So she was not afraid of that moment, and uh, she's just getting more and more confident, so it's fun to watch. All right, uh, Matt Mosley's show. ESPN Central Texas, Aaron Sexton alongside. We need to talk about what is going on with the Cowboys. Big news happened today. We'll catch you up on who's staying and what it means for the future of the Dallas Cowboys and take some of your calls and text. We'll do it next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, Baylor women's basketball wins on the road. We'll give you details, plus softball gearing up for the new season. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. When we moved to Texas, we were like fish out of water. We didn't know anyone in our neighborhood until our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent came to the house. She was so helpful and reassuring, a friendly face with that Texan hospitality I'd heard about. When we purchased a Texas Farm Bureau insurance policy, we knew we were making the right choice. We knew our family would be protected. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to find an insurance agent who's a true neighbor. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. The Baylor Bookstore on campus is your go-to location for the absolute latest in Baylor Nike gear. Shop in person or online at BaylorShop.com. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. 
The 2021 Dodge brand, ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator, named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Baylor women's basketball went out to Lubbock and comes home with their fourth consecutive win in Big 12 play, 88-80 last night over the Texas Tech Lady Raiders. Seven Baylor players played in total on the night. Four of those in double-figure scoring, led by Nalissa Smith with 23 points and nine rebounds, 19 by Sarah Andrews in the victory. That pushes Baylor's record to 14-4 on the season, now 4-2 in Big 12 conference play. The women headed to West Virginia to play the Mountaineers Saturday at 1 p.m. Also, Baylor Baseball's Jared McKenzie named a member of the All-Big 12 preseason all-conference team. Baylor Baseball begins team practice for the new season tomorrow. And practice already underway for the new season for Glenn Moore and Baylor softball. It'll be a young group, says Coach Moore, for 2022. Yeah, you know, uh, you get excited with returners because they're experienced and you don't have to teach as much, but uh, it's also exciting to have new players that are more like sponges for information and you get to teach. You know, a teacher wants to teach, so when you have new players uh, that want to learn a new system or new techniques, it makes teaching more fun. And this this team's open-minded, willing to try new things, and you see a lot more progress in those that are new. Uh, also, with that comes the frustration of failing in a sport that has a lot of failure in it um, and then trying to recover from that. So we, we know we'll experience some of that, but we certainly are excited about the, the, the players that we have and how eager they are to learn and certainly the talent that we have. Practice underway for the new season for Glenn Moore and Baylor softball. Their season opener is February 11th, three weeks from tomorrow. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Cloudy skies for a while this evening, then clearing skies later on tonight. We'll drop to 35 degrees. Looking good tomorrow. Mostly sunny skies, a little breezy. Highs top out at 56 degrees. And then on Saturday, mostly sunny skies. It's going to be much warmer and a high of 67. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. You don't drive just an average truck or do just an average job. So get to Northern Tool. With brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Lincoln, Honda, and more, we bring the power. We're definitely not your average tool store. Visit our store or buy online and pick it up curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. Shop Northern Tool and Equipment this week for our inventory reduction sale. Save up to 50% on heaters, moving carts, and dollies, batteries, hand tools, and more.
Feel like you're missing out on the fiesta? You don't have to. La Fiesta Restaurant is open with dine-in seating, drive-through, and delivery. Now, you can get the famous purple margarita to go or delivered with any food purchase. La Fiesta makes dinner a lot easier with family pack of fajitas, enchiladas, and tacos. Order online or call ahead and get any of your La Fiesta favorites at LaFiesta.com. La Fiesta, Waco's original Tex-Mex since 1963. Stop by downtown in Waco at Way Cool Tacos and Union Food Hall. Way Cool Tacos, located corner of Franklin and 8th Street. Your home for Baylor baseball is ESPN Central Texas. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. After 18 seasons as the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger officially announced his retirement this morning in a video posted on his Twitter account. Denver Broncos are hiring Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett to be their next head coach. Take Dan Quinn off the coaching carousel. The Cowboys defensive coordinator says he's staying in Dallas. Troy Aikman could be calling his last game on Fox and Sunday's NFC Championship with the 49ers and the Rams. Amazon Prime looks to be wanting Aikman for its Thursday night package, which includes 15 games exclusively on their service. Number 11, Baylor women win their fourth in a row, beating Tech 88-80. to Their Bears will be at West Virginia on Saturday with a 1 o'clock tip. UMHB has packed the gym tonight. Harden Simmons comes to town. A 5.30 tip for the women, and the men follow at 7.30. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley, good to be with you this afternoon as we uh, fade right into uh, Thursday afternoon. Great to have Sarah Andrews. We had the Baylor men's coach uh, Alvin Brooks III on earlier today. And I, I was talking some point during that interview, I think it was off air or on air. I think it was on air about like how many famous basketball Alvins there are. And uh, and then it came up, Aaron, I'm sure you heard that, that he coached Alvin Robertson's sons. Alvin Robertson was the – okay, so Alvin Franklin played at U of H, and sadly he's kind of known for hitting, missing those free throws in 83 championship game. Alvin, Alvin Robertson played at Arkansas and went on to have an NBA career. And then there's another great player that played for the Nuggets, I think Alvin Adams. And then this is Alvin Brooks. Am I missing any Alvins, Aaron? I mean, I guess the chipmunk we could include, the, but I'm talking about just mainly basketball players. Any other famous Alvins that I'm missing? 
Not that I can think of. Okay, Aaron, will you do some Alvin research? Uh, let's make sure we're covering all the Alvins. But that is kind of wild how many great uh, Alvins were in that era. And um, we are uh, – and by the way, we are, we're trying to – I love talking to all the coaches. I like it when seasons get going. Our man had uh, uh, Tom and Ward and on their game time show, 7 to 9 mornings. Uh, they, had, uh, they had Mitch on the other day, um, Mitch Thompson, they, the uh, MCC coach, and uh, that, that's really cool to get that season started, to see their new signage with the championship, uh, you know, the uh, national championship banner to go along with the one from, Aaron, let's see, what, what year would that have been, 2005? I don't know how many they've had. I mean, I go back to, I think about Jay Buhner, Pat Listash, and all the greats who were at MCC. But uh, they had Mitch on the other day. We're going to try to have uh, Steve Rodriguez, the Baylor uh, uh, the Baylor baseball coach, as they get ready to have some uh, media availability tomorrow. And so I wanted to get, uh, selfishly, I wanted to get Steve on kind of a one-on-one situation. Um, but, I mean, I have no problem also showing up with the masses and interviewing, I enjoy that as well. But uh, I kind of like, I kind of like to have them to ourselves. Aaron, is that selfish, or do you think that's just smart, smart uh, radio? Yeah, it's you know, it's natural reaction. Yeah, yeah, okay, all right. I'm sorry to bother you there. <laughs> we are, uh, we are, uh, we are just delving right into it as the day unfolds. And Aaron is checking. Uh oh, let's see here. We got we got something going up, Aaron. Let's check the news because I just saw something come across my screen on uh, Mike McCarthy. I don't want to get everybody excited. I think it's just finally probably that um, they made a statement that he's coming back or whatever. But I did just see something come across my scroll, scroll, whatever you want to say from uh, ESPN. Let's look at what Ton Archer is saying. One thing I wanted to report while I'm kind of looking this up to make sure we're not missing anything is that Dan Quinn uh, is uh, he's coming back. And the thought was he's been up for a lot of these head coaching jobs. Denver was probably his best chance, and somebody else got that Denver job. Now, in addition to being able to bring back Dan Quinn, they, uh, Aaron, they, they, it looks like uh, he got a bump in pay. So, you know, obviously he was being – courted by some of these um, jobs and so for now he's taking his name out of the hat and that's I think that's great I think um, I think he had a wonderful time with these and uh, in, in some you know guy Micah Parsons Gregory DeMarcus Lawrence I mean I think he just it was tremendous we'll see if they're able to bring Gregory back but Dan Quinn is going to uh, be back with the Cowboys that was the news earlier today and so uh, that's uh, I think that's very I think that's very important, and uh, so we'll uh, we'll kind of keep our eye. I was looking to see if our man Adam Schefter had had anything new. You know how that is, Aaron. As I'm talking live on radio, something appeared on my phone that said Mike McCarthy. <laughs> so I was like, now I'm desperately trying to find what it might have been, but uh, we'll see. I've one thing we've been waiting on is for Jerry to make some kind of official determination. Of, you know, of uh, of Mike McCarthy coming back. I mean, I think we all assume at this point it's going to happen. Dan Quinn's back as the defense coordinator. Kellen Moore's back to OC. I mean, all of that's good news. I mean, I, I'm sure some people are frustrated with Kellen right now, but I don't think anybody was dying for him to be gone. 
Maybe there's some Cowboys fans like that. I don't think any Cowboys fan was hoping that Dan Quinn would be gone. Um, you know, I, and again, maybe Kellen Moore, but just because of, of some of his uh, in the late in the season, I think there were some curious things he was deciding. I, uh, I, I think, uh, I, I just think it's fascinating right now. And then on the other end of things, um, Sean Payton, Aaron, is is kind of out there waiting in the wings, and we've been, we got to hear from him yesterday, and so we'll see how that's uh, you know how that plays. But um, this is this is all going to be really interesting uh, to to see how it plays out. Now, Dan Quinn coming back. I don't have the numbers yet. We don't always get coaching numbers. We get player numbers all the time. I would bet back in the day when I was covering the Cowboys for the Dallas Morning News, when Sean Payton and Mike Zimmer decided not to take head coaching jobs, they were offered a bump, and they went from $500,000 to $1 million. Each of them made $1 million, and that was a big deal for Jerry back then. Well, that was 2006. So here we are in, or right around then, like actually more like 2004, 2005. Here we are in 2022. What do we think Dan Quinn is going to make as the defense coordinator? Well, the most interesting part of this will be what is it in relation to what the head coach is making? What, Wade, what made Wade Phillips very upset in retrospect, and he's, he's written about this, was that he made – I think it was about $3 million a year at the time. And when Garrett was getting offers to be the head coach in uh, Falcons in Baltimore at the time in around 2009, 2008 or 2009, they, the, um, they, kept, they kind of famously uh, or infamously, as far as Wade Phillips is concerned, they bumped Jason up to $3 million to get him to stay as the offensive coordinator. So that makes me think if that was 2010, I mean, I would think there, Jerry might bump a defensive coordinator up to around five million. I mean, and, and maybe, 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 uh, golly, that's a lot for Jerry to do. I mean, I, and I know we we have uh, defense coordinators in college now making enormous money, but I promise you, Jerry, it would kill him to pay a coordinator five million dollars. But but when I think about it, it has to be up there around that, somewhere in the three to five million dollar range. So that's going to make Mike McCarthy uncomfortable. Now, is that okay? Like, do we have any people listening to us right now, Aaron? Do you are you worried about Mike McCarthy starting next year feeling uncomfortable about his job? <laughs> Not one bit. Maybe he'll. Uh... Maybe the results will be better if he's got that kind of mm-hmm. pressure. Well, I, and I know you're kind of half joking, but also I think you're being half serious because that Jerry kind of likes one time when the Cowboys made the playoffs and, and they, they had a really good year, but they bowed out of the playoffs early. Jerry was upset. And so the extension we thought Wade Phillips was going to get was barely like only a year or a year or two extension. Whatever it was, it was a little bit insulting. And Jerry's, you know, Jerry's explanation was, I, I'm not trying to reward him with some kind of long extension here. And I think that's a little bit the way they're looking at Mike McCarthy now. Now, let me give you just a little, a few updates here of stuff going on across the league. 
Um, on Saturday, Josh McDaniels, this is uh, just about an hour ago, this, uh, this came out from NFL, uh, NFL Network, uh, our man Ian Rappaport. And Mark, uh, he, the Raiders are going to try to go after Josh McDaniels. Now, Josh McDaniels would probably be considered one of Bill Belichick's best longtime assistants. And a few years ago, he got he basically took the offer in Indianapolis. And, in fact, Matt Eberflus was leaving the Cowboys to go with him, and then he backed out on them. Well, of course, all these people had already decided they were going with him to Indianapolis, and Matt Eberflus was one of them. And, and he, Matt Eberflus, good to his word, went ahead and was the defensive coordinator under Frank Reich with the Colts. Matt Eberflus got a head coaching job today with the Aaron Chicago Bears. Is that right? Yes. Just, I was looking at a lot of stuff earlier. Okay. So Matt Eberflus is the new head coach for the Chicago Bears. So I find, I find all of this very, very interesting. Uh, the Giants, by the way, earlier today completed their head coach interview with former Dolphins coach Brian Flores. You know, people still trying to scratch their head about why Brian Flores is out in Miami. I mean, it's a good question. I, I think part of it was he was going through coordinators so quickly. Part of it, they just have a weird ownership group, all right, who's always pining away after Jim Harbaugh. But now that Harbaugh's at Michigan, the guy doesn't want to hire Harbaugh because the owner's a huge Michigan donor and backer, and he's a Michigan man. And, you know, you don't want to be the Michigan man who goes and hires your head coach away from your alma mater. So if you're wondering why the Dolphins don't go after Jim Harbaugh, I'm, I just told you. All right, I also wanted to tell you that the Saints today have been doing some things. They asked for permission and are going to interview the Texans defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. Why is that? Well, Aaron Glenn's a bright young coach, and he – played at Texas A&M he's also that satisfies the Rooney rule which is the rule that um, every every head coach opening they have to uh, uh, interview at least one minority candidate I believe in in the Rooney rule it's actually an African-American has to be interviewed and that and Aaron Glenn would satisfy that the thought there is that that uh, the they'll hire the Dennis Allen the who's been the defensive coordinator with the Saints. I like Dennis Allen. Um, I think he was uh, – Dennis Allen was the coach for the Raiders for a little while. He, he also is from the Metroplex, L.D. Bell, uh, up in that Hearst, Euless uh, Bedford area. L.D. Bell's a high school, you know, there. He comes from the Dallas area. Dennis Allen's a great guy. I just think, Aaron, isn't it funny when, when – a when a place like New Orleans has had for a long time, like an offensive guru type, it's weird to imagine them with a defensive head coach. Like, I, I it doesn't compute to me. I, I'm fine. I mean, I hope he does well. I like Dennis Allen a lot, and I just, I've always thought he's a, a great person as well. But doesn't that seem weird when a, when an, when a place that's known for having an offensive genius decides to go with a defensive coordinator as a head coach? It does, especially with, I mean, if you look at the last seven years in Super Bowls, besides Bilicek, it's all been 
offensive head coaches. I think that's a pretty noticeable trend, and uh, but you're seeing a lot of defensive guys hired us to fill these head coaching vacancies. So who knows? All right, yeah, I, I, I agree with. I, I mean, I think that I think it's a little strange. Um, the the Bears, um, you know, are going to have to decide what to do with Justin Fields, and um, they're looking at Eagles passing game coordinator Kevin Petulo. Uh, as a possible offensive coordinator, <laughs> Aaron, I you know I used to cover the Cowboys on a daily basis, right? And so then I went to ESPN.com and I covered the I covered all the NFC East teams, and so I would go to all these, and so I just had an inherent knowledge of all these staff members. It it like there was no Eagle staffer that I wouldn't be able to tell you. Oh yeah, this is who this guy is, or this is who that is. It's kind of funny now that I'm a little bit removed from that. <laughs> like, and I hear the name uh, Kevin Petulo, and I'm I'm looking around like, who in the world is this? Well, and passing game coordinator, they didn't they didn't have a passing game last, this season. <laughs> they really didn't. That's a good one. I like that. They, they well, I mean, they they throw it around a little bit. The problem is they're just. They they get they don't have the greatest wide receivers in the world, but uh, you're right they don't they don't do that. Um, I was looking to see if there's any other news out there that we missed. Oh, okay. So the Packers' offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett is uh, is is going to Denver, and uh, I'm just trying to keep all this straight. And uh, so that is. For people that know that last name Hackett, Paul Hackett years ago was the uh, the Cowboys uh, Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator, and then Paul Hackett may have been a he was at USC. He was back in the day, back in like the eighties. He was like the next big offensive mind kind of guy. All right. Well, now now his son. It shows how we're all aging. His son Nathaniel Hackett becomes a head coach in the league. So I do like, uh, Aaron, that Denver has gone from the second oldest coach in the league. Uh, Belichick's the oldest coach. And then probably, I guess, well, actually, Fangio was probably the third oldest coach because Coley became the the second oldest coach. But Denver's gone from a 61-year-old coach to Nathaniel Hackett. And, Aaron, we'd have to look it up, but I would bet Nathaniel Hackett's not much more than 40, if that, all right? And at some point, you just wake up one day and you realize that every head coach not only is younger than us, Aaron, but they all come from, like, they're they're all connected to McVay, <laughs> all right? Even though he's 36 years old. You look at, the, you look at the, the, the Packers coach. You look at the Bengals coach. You look at even Cliff Kingsbury. Some people call him because they somehow develop some kind of great friendship. Um, I, I just assume because Hackett came from Packers that Hackett had McVeigh ties too. I mean, Aaron, think how weird that is that a 36-year-old head coach in this league already has like a big coaching tree under him. <laughs> doesn't, that, doesn't that seem like the weirdest thing ever? It does. And, you know, I mean, usually when you think about it, it's it's one of the – one of the older coaches like Bill Check or before him, you know, Parcells or Tom Landry, any of the great coaches usually have multiple 
people that work for them at some point end up in head coaching jobs. By the way, Hackett is 42 years old. Oh, a young. Okay, so he's barely younger than us. All right, let's just put it that way. This time of year, it's kind of fun, especially on Twitter. I'm just kind. I know Aaron's doing the same thing in studio, and a lot of our listeners are doing this too. I think one of the great things about Twitter, and I'm sure I know there's a lot of horrible things and Facebook and all that. I get all that, but one of the great things is, like, I think it's like stock market. I, I think people that do Twitter and enjoy Twitter. The, the fun part of it is, I mean, you're, the fans are getting the news as it's happening. You know, back in the day, you know, you'd wait for the newspaper to come out, and then the next day a newspaper, and then it was the Internet. You'd find out on there. And now it truly is just like by the minute. And the reporters from, from the old days, like there's no – like Schefter's not writing stories. Ian Rappaport's not writing – not, they're not writing stories. You know, they're, they're just on Twitter all day. Because that's the currency. Woj is not is rarely writing stories. There's one guy, Aaron. Have you seen this guy? I know we need to take a break here in a second, but um, there, there's a guy. They used to call those the breaking news from uh, Wo, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN. They call them Woj bombs. And there's some guy from Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, and I bet Tom's had him on before. Tom, uh, I haven't had him on. I, mean, I should. Guy's been sick recently, and I was kind of monitoring that because I was worried. It sounded like he had a really tough illness. But his name's uh, Matt Stepp, S-T-E-P-P, and he's become like the the high school breaking news guy. Now, we used to have a guy at this station that fancied himself as a big breaking news guy. But this this guy, Matt Stepp, but what, what amuses me, Aaron, is that he uh, he calls it he calls them step bombs. You know, like he calls. Like you're not supposed to refer to your own bombs, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, as much as I kind of like to have fun, I, I try not to like call something a Mosley bomb. <laughs> he and what he always does is like step bomb coming in two hours, and then everybody gathers around to see who the big new high school coach is. By the way, February third is realignment. We're, we're going to be all over that. I know sometimes Tom and Ward talk a lot more high school than we do than John and I do, um, but I think that's great. I think it's good balance on the station, but I'm going to be all over that realignment because I'm fired up to see what happens in Midway and Waco High's district, and then, of course, there's a bunch of stuff in the Metroplex we're all watching. So that's going to be very exciting, and that's coming up next week. So we'll have a lot of coverage of that, and I just uh, I wanted to tell everybody. Okay, the dismount where we have to say goodnight to you and give you a couple of nuggets to go. That's next. Keep up with Baylor softball on ESPN Central Texas. This month, it's all about the championship drive as our hometown team celebrated the Big 12 championship in a Sugar Bowl win. So can you in your new vehicle from Allen Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram in Waco. During the Start Something New sales event, shop for power, performance, and reliability with Allen Samuels. Maybe you're planning your next adventure. Choose from a range of Jeep models, including the 2022 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Take home the trophy from Allen Samuels in Waco. Come by. Let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our Edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. 
And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB, your bank for life. Member FDIC. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. If you're paying too much for health insurance for yourself and your employees, and you probably are, listen closely to this message. Our agency, in addition to representing all the major medical companies, we have an exclusive contract with one of our carriers that no other agent has in the entire country. Hurley Benefit Services President Michael Hurley. Our plans encourage educated consumption of health care. And as a result, we've been able to save employees and employers thousands of dollars. I have a local company here with a little over 100 employees, and we're able to save them in the last 12 months over $100,000 in premium dollars. This is indeed fact. It's worth 10 minutes of your time to talk to Hurley Benefit Services to learn how you can save thousands on health insurance costs. Set a no-cost, no-obligation appointment with Hurley Benefit Services to find out more. Hurley Benefit Services is locally owned, and they're online at HurleyBenefitServices.com. H-U-R-L-E-Y BenefitServices.com. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Stay close. The Dismount with Matt Mosley is coming up. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. After 18 seasons as the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger officially announced his retirement this morning in a video posted on his Twitter account. Denver Broncos are hiring Green Bay Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett to be their next head coach. Take Dan Quinn off the coaching carousel. The Cowboys defensive coordinator says he's staying in Dallas. Troy Aikman could be calling his last game on Fox and Sunday's NFC Championship with the 49ers and the Rams. Amazon Prime looks to be wanting Aikman for its Thursday night package, which includes 15 games exclusively on their service. Number 11 Baylor women win their fourth in a row, beating Tech 88 to 80. Their Bears will be at West Virginia on Saturday with a one o'clock tip. UMHB has packed the gym tonight. Harden Simmons comes to town. A 5:30 tip for the women, and the men follow at 7:30. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. Well, it is uh, the dismount. We uh, we have to say good night, and uh, never never like doing that, but it's something we have to do. And I'm trying to think. I always kind of like to give you a couple things that maybe would be good to watch. What we're going to be kind of doing, Aaron. Be thinking about kind of your night. What you're going to be looking. You love to watch YouTube late into the evening. Uh, my wife and I have started watching the Gilded Age. It's the uh, same guy who did Downton Abbey. Kind of a nice, uh, I mean, it's not nothing too crazy. It's a nice way to end your evening. And so we're going to give that a look. Christine Baranski is in that, as well as Carrie Coon, who is a great actress. She was in a, a show called The Leftovers on HBO. Uh, so we're going to give that a look. And then uh, I'll probably get on my, our buddy Grant McCaslin, coach of UNT. They're playing Southern Miss tonight. And a guy who we had on earlier this week, uh, J.J. Murray, their starting guard, 
They play tonight on ESPN+. Plus. I know I make fun of ESPN Plus and Big 12 Now and all that. I love it. I mean, I really do. I get a lot of stuff off of it. Um, I look at 30 for 30 documentaries. I, 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 It's not that I don't like the product. The only thing that bugs me is when Baylor, you know, is number one team in the country. I, I want, like, everybody to get to see them. And there's only a certain amount of people that's going to pay for that are going to pay for a streaming service. So, selfishly, I think the, the top five, Baylor in Kansas, should not be constantly put on ESPN+. And the fact that, God, I love this guy as a player, so I hate to even say this. He was so great at University of Texas. But they're, they keep giving Baylor uh, Lance Blanks as a, as a analyst on these games. And Lance, Lance was a, a front office guy for Detroit. He played in the NBA. Lance is a great dude. He really is. He, it's just not. This is. He's not well suited. It's just not right for him. Like broadcasting is not is not the place he needs to be. I don't even know if it's the place I need to be. Okay, half the time, I'm sure some of our people might might wonder. But I just I feel like if you're a top five team in the country, that you know maybe your game should be on everywhere. All right, just a little thought I had, Aaron. I was going to give you time, but we're running out of time. I was going to see what you were going to watch tonight. We'll just see what's on Aaron's algorithm later. All right, we'll hear about that tomorrow. Everybody have a great night. We will talk to you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Good night, everybody. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround, a daily look inside Big 12 Conference basketball. Now here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for